Welcome to Zichud Afsi, my name is Ram Goldhai, and today we're going to talk Daf Tzadik Gimel, the 10th Barakah Isha Rabbah. So the three Daphs are going to focus on number one, Rav Nachman Ray Yitzhak listed a number of Amoraim and Tanaim, who held based on a chain of tradition that goes back to the generation of Rabbi Kiva, that Adam Makna Davr Olam, a person contrasts something that has not yet come into the world. The Gemara proceeds to tell where each one stated his ruling. Rav Huna ruled in the following case, Hamokar Peres Dekol Chavero, if someone sells the future produce, of a date palm to his friend, which Rashi explains is a case where the person made a kingdom during the rainy season in order to acquire the fruit that will emerge in the spring. Rav Huna said, before the produce comes into existence, the seller can withdraw from the sale. This is because even though one can transfer something not yet in existence, the transfer doesn't take effect until the item actually exists. But when it comes into existence, he can no longer withdraw because the sale has taken effect. Rav Nachman disagreed and said, Even after the item came to existence, he can withdraw because he holds, A person cannot transfer something that has not yet come into the world. Pointing to the Gemara brings an incident to show that Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Chia both hold that Adam Makna Davashol Bo'olam. Rabbi Yana had an Aris, a sharecropper, who would bring him a basket of fruit every Arab Shabbos. One day the sharecropper was delayed and didn't come at the usual time. Rayana, who was concerned that the sharecropper might not arrive before Shabbos, took fruit from his house as miser for the fruit that would arrive on Shabbos. He later went and asked Rabbi Chia if he had acted properly, and Rabbi Chia said that he had. For it was taught in the Brites, the Pasuk states regarding the mitzvah to separate maestros in order that you come to learn to fear Hashem your God all the days. These days are Shabbosim and Yomim Tovim. Rashi explains that one learns that he should be careful that one's own Shabbos should not be bottled because of the Isser of eating Tevil. Rather, one should make sure to miser the produce. The Gemara asks what Rebbe intended to teach. It cannot be to permit one to tithe produce on Shabbos and Yantav and then eat it, for Pusik's not needed to permit moving untithed produce on Shabbos, which is only prohibited as a Rabbanon. Rather, it was to show Rebbe Yane that it's permitted to take produce as tithes for produce which has not yet arrived. And pointing with three of Sheshos was asked, Eda Chorbi Yavama Mahu, what's the din regarding the testimony of a single witness concerning a Yavama? Can Yibum be performed based on testimony that her husband is dead? The Gemara presents both sides of the question. Is the reason we believe one witness to allow a woman to remarry based on the principle that people do not lie about any matter that's likely to be revealed? And if so, here too we believe the witness. Or is the reason we believe one witness is Mishum de'i daika minaspa? Because she will investigate carefully before she remarries. But here, there are times that she might be attracted to her brother-in-law and she might not investigate carefully. Rav Shesh has answered that it can be demonstrated in a case in our Mishnah that the testimony of a single witness requiring her to do Yibam would have been believed if it had not been refuted by a set of two witnesses. The Gemara continues on to the next stuff discussing this topic. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Nachman and Yitzhak listed a number of Amoraim and Tanaim who held, based on a chain of tradition that goes back to the generation of Akiva, that Adam Makna Olam, a person can transfer something that has not yet come into the world. The Gemara proceeds to tell where each one stated his ruling. Rav Huna ruled in the following case, Hamokar Peres Dekol Chavero, if someone sells the future produce of a date palm to his friend, which Rashi explains is a case where the person made a kingdom during the rainy season in order to acquire the fruit that will emerge in the spring, Rav Huna said, before the produce comes into existence, the seller can withdraw from the sale. This is because even though one can transfer something not yet in existence, the transfer doesn't take effect until the item actually exists. But when it comes into existence, he can no longer withdraw because the sale has taken effect. Rav Nachman disagreed and said, Even after the item came to existence, he can withdraw because he holds, 
A person cannot transfer something that has not yet come into the world. Pointing to the Gemara brings an incident to show that Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Chia both hold that Adam Makna Davashor Bo'olam. Rabbi Yana had an Aris, a sharecropper, who would bring him a basket of fruit every Erev Shabbos. One day the sharecropper was delayed and didn't come at the usual time. Rabbi Yana, who was concerned that the sharecropper might not arrive before Shabbos, took fruit from his house as miser for the fruit that would arrive on Shabbos. He later went and asked Rabbi Chia if he had acted properly, and Rabbi Chia said that he had. For it was taught in the Brites, the Pasuk states regarding the Mitzvah to separate yamim, in order that you come to learn to fear Hashem your God all the days. These days are Shabbosim and Yomim Tovim. Rashi explains that one learns that he should be careful that one's own Shabbos should not be bottled because of the Isser of eating Tevil. Rather, one should make sure to miser the produce. The Gemara asks what Rebbe intended to teach. It cannot be to permit one to tithe produce on Shabbos and Yantav and then eat it, for Pusik's not needed to permit moving untithed produce on Shabbos, which is only prohibited as a Rabban. Rather, it was to show Rebbe Yane that it's permitted to take produce as tithes for produce which has not yet arrived. And pointing with three of Sheshos was asked, What's the din regarding the testimony of a single witness concerning a Yavama? Can Yibum be performed based on testimony that her husband is dead? The Gemara presents both sides of the question. Is the reason we believe one witness to allow a woman to remarry based on the principle that people do not lie about any matter that's likely to be revealed? And if so, here too we believe the witness. Or is the reason we believe one witness is Mishum de'i daika minaspa? Because she will investigate carefully before she remarries. But here, there are times that she might be attracted to her brother-in-law and she might not investigate carefully. Rav Shesh has answered that it can be demonstrated in a case in our Mishnah that the testimony of a single witness requiring her to do Yibam would have been believed if it had not been refuted by a set of two witnesses. The Gemara continues on to the next stuff discussing this topic. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Tzadi Gimel. Our standard Simmon is a train chugging along, a train chugging along. So here goes. On the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a date palm to his friend sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit of Shabbos to a rabbi sitting next to a sad-looking single witness on his way to Baston to testify a woman's husband was dead, which would require her to do yibum. Once again, it's emotion. On the train chugging along, train chugging along, that must be on Duff, Tzadi Gimel. On the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, which reminds us, Rav Nachman Yitzhak listed a number of a Marayim and Tanayim who held, based on a chain of tradition that goes back to the generation of Akiva, that Adam Makna Davish a person can transfer something that has not yet come into the world. Rav Huna ruled that a person can sell the future produce of a day palm to his friend, which Rush explains is a case where the person made a Kenyan during the rainy season in order to acquire the fruit that will emerge in the spring. So, on the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit of Shabbos to a rabbi. Which reminds us, more brings an instant to show that Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Chia both held that Adam Makna Davish Rabbi Yana had a sharecropper who would bring him a basket of fruit every Arab Shabbos. One day, the sharecropper was delayed and didn't come at the usual time. Rabbi Yana, who was concerned that the sharecropper might not arrive before Shabbos, took fruit from his house as miser for the fruit that would arrive on Shabbos. He later went and asked Rabbi Chia if he had acted properly, and Rabbi Chia said that he had. So, on the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit, Arab Shabbos, to a rabbi, sitting next to a sad-looking single witness on his way to Basin to testify a woman's husband was dead, which would require her to do Yibum. Which reminds us, Rav Sheshus was asked, Eidach Yavama Mahu, what is the din 
regarding the testimony of a single witness concerning a Yavama can even be performed based on Ada's that her husband is dead. The Gemara presents both sides of the question. Is the reason we believe one witness to allow a woman to remarry based on the principle that people do not lie about any matter that's likely to be revealed? And if so, here too, we believe the witness. Or is the reason we believe one witness is Mishum Daika Minaspa, because she will investigate carefully before she remarries. But here, there are times that she might be attracted to her brother-in-law. She might not investigate carefully. Rav Shesha's answer that can be demonstrated from a case in our mission that the aidus of a single witness requiring her to do Yibum would have been believed if it had not been refuted by a set of two witnesses. So once again, on the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day pump to his friend, sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit Arab Shabbos to a rabbi sitting next to a sad-looking single witness on his way to Basin to testify a woman's husband was dead, which would require her to do Yibum. All right, now it's time for four blabach hazara. Da Peites. So the sim Da Peites is a chalant pot. So here goes. The woman making chalant in her pot, chalant in a pot. That must be on Da Peites. The woman making chalant in her pot for her single witness when her two husbands ripped up her ksubas, which reminds us the Mishnah that pays on a base that stated that if a woman got remarried based on the edus of a single witness that her original husband had died and then the original husband appears, ain't ksuba. She has no right to the ksuba payment from either husband. And the more explains that the Rabbana enacted a ksuba for a wife, in order that she may not be easy in his eyes to divorce. But this woman who's committed adultery and became prohibited to her husband, let her be easy in his eyes to divorce. She also has no rights to the other items such as peros, mazonas, and blows because they're tanai ksuba, and tanai ksuba, ksuba dami. A tanai in the ksuba is treated like the ksuba itself. So the woman making chalant in her pot for her single witness when her two husbands ripped out her ksubas was told that the tamay truma she intentionally separated was completely null, which reminds us the mission truma stated, in tormi mina tamay ahatar. One may not separate truma from produce, which is tamay for produce. That is tower. If one did, if he did a beshogeg, his truma is considered truma, but mezid lo asvulokum. If he did a bemezid, he has done nothing. The Gemara brings him a hook, because I'm regarding what the statement of lo asvulokum means. But Chisda said it means lo asvulokum kol ikr. He has not done anything at all. For even the measure of tamay produce that he designated as truma reverts back to being tevil. Rav Natsum said it means He has done nothing to fix the remainder to make it permissible to eat, but what he separated as truma is truma. So the woman making chalant in her pot for her single witness when her two husbands ripped out her ksubas was told that the tamay truma she intentionally separated was completely null when her son from her first husband suddenly ran in crying that Basin had also declared him a mumzer. Which reminds us, Rava asked Rav Chista how he can hold that the Tami Truma he separated can revert back to Tevel. Can there be something that the Raisa is Truma, and yet out of concern that the person who separated it might be rebellious, the Rabban removed it from his Truma state and returned it to Huan? Viki Basin Masinul Akur Davimina Torah can Basin stipulate to uproot something from the Torah? Rav Chista responded that we can learn from our Mishnah that when the woman married a man based on the testimony of a single witness and her original husband reappeared, that the Rabban declared sons from both husbands, Mamzerim. The son from the first husband is with the Raisa legitimate, and prohibited to a mamzeris, yet by declaring him a mamzer, the rabbanon are permitting him to a mamzeris, which on the raisa level is prohibited. So we see from here that the rabbanon can uproot a deraisa to uphold their decree. Robert responded that Shmuel explained concerning this law, asba mamzeris, that the child from the first husband is forbidden to a mamzeris. And Ravin said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the mission refers to him as a mamzer to prohibit him to a basisrael with good yichus. Daft Sadi. So the similar Daft Sadi is a tzedakah box. So here goes. That's a box, box. That must be more in Daft Sadi. 
the tzedakah box which got splattered with tamay blood that a Cohen intentionally threw at the Mizbeach. Which reminds us, Rav Chiz attempts to prove Shabbasin Masin Lakro Davim in a Torah. The basin has the strength to uproot a Torah law from a case where a Cohen intentionally threw tamay blood where it was taught, or Hutza, the offering is not accepted, even though Midaraisa it is. And this will lead the Cohen to bring a second carbon, which is technically Chulun, into the Azara. The more answers that Lo Hurtza means that it's not eaten by the Kohanim, and suspending that is a Shaval Tase and is not considered a suspension of Torah law. So the Tzedakah box, which got splattered with tummy blood that a Kohen intentionally threw at the Mizbeach, was taken to a Navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain, which reminds us, Rav Chista attempts another proof from a Rav taught the Pasuk teaches regarding a true Navi, Elav Tishma'un, to him shall you listen, which teaches that even if he tells you to transgress one of the misses of the Torah, as Eliyahu did on Har Carmel, every case, according to the needs of his time, obey him. So we see from here the Torah permits suspending Torah law, even in the form of an act of transgression. Rabbi responded that here it's different, but the Pasuk says, A love tishmun, to him shall you listen, referring specifically to a Navi. So the tzedakah box, which got splattered with tummy blood that a cone intentionally threw at the Mizbeach, was taken to a Navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain, who told him to bury next to the lady whose two Kohanim husbands didn't become tummy for her. Which reminds us, the Mishnah had said that if a woman's first and second husbands were Kohanim, well, neither this one or that one may become Tame by coming in contact with the corpse. The one asked from where this is derived, and the answer is the Pasuk states regarding who a Kohen may become Tame for, except for his flesh, who is closest to him, and it was said, his flesh is a reference to his wife. But it's also written there, a husband among his people should not contaminate himself for one who desecrates him. So we can insert from these two psukim that there's a husband who comes tummy for his wife when she's a kashera, and there's a husband who does not become tummy for his wife when she's a pasula. And since this woman in our mission is prohibited to her husband, who's a kohen, because of adultery, even when unintentional, he may not become tummy for her. Daf Tzadiyav. So the simmer Daf Tzadiyav is an exit sign. So here goes. The three lenient rabbis standing under the based in the exit sign. Exit sign? That must mean we're in Daf Tzadiyav. The three lenient rabbis standing under the based in exit sign trying to figure out who agreed with whom, which reminds us, in the Mishnah Duff, Pezaidama base, listing the penalties for a woman who remarried based on the testimony of a single witness whose original husband then reappeared, there are three lenient opinions. Rabiosi said her first husband must pay his ksuba. Rabbi said the first husband is zokh to what she finds, her earnings, and is able to annul her vows. And Rabbi Shimon said yibum or chalitza by the brother of her first husband exempts her tsar from yibum and chalitza, and her child by the first husband husband is not a mumser. On this stuff, Rav Huna said, Basrai modula kamai, kamai wa modula basrai. The latter tanaim agree with the former tanaim, but the former tanaim do not agree with the latter tanaim. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the based and exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom, overheard a tsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Avamu was an islandese, which reminds us the Gemara brings numerous challenges to the defense of what could she have done, and in each case the Gemara answers there is something she should have done. For example, Rav Shimon Bar Ashi brought the Mishnah, where one married his Yavama, and her tsar went and married someone, when Nim says, Zo, islandese, and the Yavama turns out to be an islandese. The tsar must leave her new husband and her Yavam, and she is penalized like the adulteress. Why is she penalized? Let us say, what should she have done? The Gemara answers, She should have waited before remarrying until she knew with certainty that the Yavama was not an islandese. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the based and exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom, overheard a tsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Yavama was an islandese, while another woman sighed a breath of relief when she was told, we're not concerned about rumors after her second marriage that her first husband 
was still alive. Which reminds us, Ravashi said regarding a woman who remarried on the basis of single witness, well, Kala or Chashinin, but for a mere rumor that the first husband is alive, we're not concerned. The Gemara clarifies that even though Ravashi already taught this, that we're not concerned with any rumor about a woman's forbidden status which begins after marriage, Ravashi is coming to teach here that since a woman came to Basin for permission to remarry and we granted her permission, we might have thought that it's considered like a rumor that began before her marriage to her second husband, since coming to Basin for a special dispensation means they consider the possibility their first husband's still alive, and the rumor after the marriage is merely substantiating that earlier concern. Ravashi is coming to teach that this is not so. The turtle specialist, turtle specialist, that must move on to Sadi Bays. The turtle specialist who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set, which reminds us. The more discusses whether a woman who marries all people based by the testimony of a single witness and then the original husband reappears, whether she's putted from bringing a khatis because she relied on the aura of Basin or whether she would be high because Basin made a toast, a mistake. Similar to a Basin rule that the sun had already set and Shabbos was over and people relied on that ruling and did Malachi and then the sun shone, proving Basin was wrong. This is not a case of a wrongful ruling, but simply a mistake. Basin didn't rule the sun had set, rather they made a mistake on the sun's position. So the turtle specialist who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set was interrupted by his assistant who was divorced from her legal husband, which reminds us where Belazman Masya Darshan the Pasavit states, Isha Grushma Isha, and nor shall they, referring to the Gohanim, take a marriage of a woman divorced from her husband. This teaches that only a woman divorced from her legal husband is prohibited to a Kohen. But not a woman divorced from a man who is not her husband. So the turtle specialist who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set was interrupted by his assistant who was divorced from her legal husband who came to inform him that his condition to a Yavama was in Tovez because he was a strange man. Which reminds Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, the Kedushan does not take effect with the Yavama to someone other than the Yavam, for it's written, The wife of the deceased shall not be outside to a strange man, which implies, There cannot be any marriage to a stranger for. But Shmuel is whether the Pasuk teaches Kedushan is not Tofes, or perhaps it means that there is a love not to marry another man, but if she did, Kedushan would be Tofes. Daft Tzadi Beis, so the simple Daft Tzadi Beis is a turtle. So here goes.